Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Save the Lord. It is radio show. Good to have you with us tonight. Broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX, Dickinson, North Dakota, the powerful AM station, 806 Mountain Time, Sunday, December 18th is what it is here. We had a we had a pretty good snowstorm here. I mean, it just about a week or felt like a week. I think it started Tuesday morning and went all the way through Friday with the wind and uh we were all getting a little stir crazy around here, but they got the streets plowed out. I was able to make it down to the studio and uh, glad to be out and about. We had church Wednesday night, but there a lot of our people couldn't make it, couldn't get out of their driveways. We got a, we got a church that believes in coming to church. They come on Sundays, they come on Wednesdays, they come on special services, but uh, they couldn't come on this Wednesday. It was. It was, and then of course we have a lot of people that drive a little distance to get to church, so they couldn't make it. But anyway, we uh, we were have we had church today, had our, our Christmas program, and we had a lot of visitors there. I was excited about that. 
Uh, if you're tuning in for the very first time here locally in Dickinson, North Dakota, Pastor Bob Simons, the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, right on Interstate 94. And we would love to see you. Our next service is Wednesday night at 730. We'd be so excited to see you there. We've got um, people texting me tonight, which you can do by, by the number that you can text is 701 701- Two nine zero seven eight six two seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. We have Tim listening in North Carolina. We've got um, let's see uh, who else do we have listening here? Let's see. I gotta I gotta figure this out. We've got uh, we've got the Blairs listening. It sounds like um, the uh, all the way from Portales. New Mexico. Uh, no, you didn't text me first. There, uh, we've got uh, a lot of people texted early tonight. We've got the Lunas listening, eating uh, pinto beans and homemade flour tortillas. Amen, he said. And I would imagine some kind of really good hot sauce. Carl listening tonight from his from his snow truck. He's driving up. He's chasing down snowflakes. He said in Michigan on in his plow truck. We've got, uh, let's see, who else is uh, Brother Griffith listening uh, from Great Falls, Montana. Brother Johnson listening. We've got uh, Sister Brett's listening. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, people are starting to text in. Lori's listening. Bruno says hi. Um, the uh, uh, Becky and Luke are listening tonight. Good to have them. Text me, 701 I feel like singing a song. Let's see, what should I sing here? Got my guitar. I mean, you guys, is it okay if I sing on the radio? I mean, I guess it's my show. I can do whatever I want, but I sure don't want to. I sure don't want to do things. Um, I think some people like my singing, or at least they make it make me feel good. Let's see, we got who? Who are Sierra, Cassidy, Oren, listening? Yvonne and Marin listening tonight. Just a bunch of people texting. A bunch of other people texting too. Let's see. This I didn't write this, but I like the way this is. This uh, you ever hear these old songs that have the great, great lyrics? But sometimes we get tired because we've sung them so many times. This is kind of a song like this. Listen to the words to this. Singing of amazing grace. Singing of amazing grace. Singing of amazing, singing of amazing, singing of amazing grace. How sweet the sound, singing of amazing grace. Saved a wretch like me, singing of amazing grace. Was lost, now found, singing of amazing grace. Was blind now see, singing of amazing, singing of amazing, singing of amazing grace. Taught my heart to fear, singing of amazing grace. And then all my fears relieved, singing of amazing grace. Oh, praise the Lord, singing of amazing Singing of amazing, singing of amazing grace. Singing of amazing, singing of amazing, singing of amazing grace. Well, I got it out of my system. I'm going to be playing some songs tonight by the evangelist. Bill Farron from his only CD, but I've been after him. I talked to him tonight before the show, and um, he's down in Missouri. But I told him he's got to make another CD. This is certainly this uh, CD by Bill Farron called The Captain. If you like good Christian apostolic music, it's great. If you like good sound quality, it's wonderful. Uh, good um Music, like just the music itself, is tremendous. And the only problem is it's hard to find nowadays. You've got to just about buy the CD to get it. So you can't, 
uh, get it online anywhere that I know of yet. Uh, maybe Brother Farron's listening tonight. He said he might. Hope he is. But anyway, I just uh, kind of the, my opening of the program, sang a song. We're playing some music. Uh, we're going to be playing some more music, uh, reading some texts that are written, just some faithful uh, listeners that are listening tonight. And good to have all of you that are listening um, just from all over the country and right here from our area, too. You know, I'm going to do a part two tonight. I Today we had a Christmas program at the church. It was really cute. Uh, and then I needed to preach afterwards, and I just, I just didn't know what to preach. I, I wanted to tie it into the program somehow. I mean, I, I, I was nervous. I really was. I had all these visitors there, and so tonight I want to re-preach what I wanted to preach, but I didn't preach today the way I wanted to. It's going to be kind of part two of last week's radio show. I talked about last week checking out, like don't check out on life, don't check out on responsibility. And there was, I didn't get, there was more to it than that. I, I didn't get it said. I, there, there was a lot more all week I've been thinking about it. And I thought about this week about how the first step, the checking out of our responsibility towards God, towards others, is playing hooky. The uh, it, I, I got to thinking about. It. In fact, I looked up the word "hooky." There's two ways to spell it. The main way is H O O K Y. That's the main way you spell hooky. There's, you can spell it a different way. That's still correct. You could win in Scrabble with that. But the hooky that I learned is a really weird word. It's an English word that we don't know where it came from. It sounds like maybe you can research it and prove me wrong. But uh, it it's just. It doesn't seem like anybody know, knows where it came from. The first time we found it written down anywhere in English was 1608, so it's an old word. And it always seems to, not always, but many times has to do with school, like you're skipping school, you're playing hooky. Um, it can also talk about work, you know, playing hooky. Like you, you're supposed to be at work, but you, you don't have an excused absence, you're playing hooky. And I kind of want to build a program out of it, make it a part two of checking out from last week. Uh, Checking out on our responsibilities towards God and others many times starts with playing hooky. I want to just start in Revelation chapter 3 and verses 15 through 20. And and here again, this was was something that, that... I kind of spoke about in church today, but I'm certainly going to go in depth a lot more tonight. And it's going to be hard-hitting. We had a lot of visitors in church there for the Christmas program, and I kind of took it easy on them, but I may not take it easy on you guys. Verse 14 of Revelation 3, And under the angel of the church of of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that thy shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love I rebuke, and chasten, be zealous therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I want you to notice, especially tonight, of course all of it's so good, he said that I love the reason I'm talking so strongly to you is because I love you, I want you to get back on track. Um, he said, you think that you're doing okay. You think that you've got, you're rich. The Laodiceans kind of seem like America in some ways. We're doing good. You know, if you're not doing good in America, there's a pretty good chance that you just don't want to try. That's my opinion. That's going to make, that's going to anger some people. But where I live, you can get a job at McDonald's for probably $18 an hour. I mean, there, there is, we are living in a, an affluent society 
I don't know when it's going to end, but it's it's affluent. But just like apparently in the Laodicean area, they had they were increased with goods. They they didn't need anything. Uh, but he said, "Don't you know that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blinded, naked?" He was talking about them, their spiritual condition. He said, "I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire." And uh, and so and then he said, "I wished." that you were either cold or hot, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Now, last Sunday I talked about don't check out on life, don't check out on love, don't check out on our responsibilities to others and to God. And I'm going to continue that this week on the broadcast. Um, This part two, we're going to talk about what leads up to the checking out, why people check out. Uh, why people um, become lukewarm, which is probably the saddest thing that I do as a pastor when I see people. We've got a great church. We've got people that are on fire for God. But I also know that I have watched too many times over the years people become lukewarm in their walk with God. Now, let me start here tonight that we we have responsibilities. We've got responsibilities as child, children of God, as disciples of Jesus. We've got responsibilities to, uh, to our society, to our family. If you don't know, we're living in a society that, I guess, a few years ago, I wouldn't even have to talk about stuff like this because many people knew that they had responsibilities. You know, we, we have a responsibility to our, our health, for instance. <coughs> you know, I mean... I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be any good to anybody else either. And so we have a responsibility to our, our hygiene, to our health, to our, you know, we have responsibilities because if the car's not running, you're not going to get anywhere, and this body is like that. So we got to keep this car running. We've got to stay healthy so we can be of some good to others and to God too. And, and enough said about that. But it is important. It is important. We have responsibility to our families. We've got a. The Bible has a lot to say about this. You know, we and here again, um, a few years ago, maybe thirty years ago, maybe I wouldn't have to talk about this on the radio that much. Maybe it was a given. But when you when you promised on your wedding day to till death do us part, that's a big deal. We're responsible for that. You know, it, it, it dawned on me, like, I, I didn't grow up in this truth. When I got married, I didn't know about this Pentecostal message. I I was not a Christian or a believer when I got married. But on the day of our wedding, it dawned on me, for some reason, that I was making a promise to take care of this lady. I was, I was promising, at that time I didn't know I was promising God, but I was promising her parents that I was going to take care of her. And that's a responsibility. You know, uh, you know, we have a responsibility to our children. When As you children get older, they have a responsibility to their parents. You see, these are things that we cannot play hooky from. We, we have a responsibility to, to uh, love our family and, and take care of them. When you go to, go to work and you pay the bills, you're doing this for your family. That's, that's the way we look at it. We have a responsibility towards our jobs, towards our career. I, I don't want to get bogged down in this tonight or sidetracked in this, but, but uh, there's plenty in the Bible that says this. You know, I mean, there, the Bible says that don't be slothful in business, Romans twelve eleven, but be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. In other words, we're supposed to work our jobs like we're doing this for God, because in some ways we are, because the money that we make can be used to take care of ourselves so that other people don't have to, take care of our families, and then to help other people. That's what money's for. 
It's to, money, I should add one more thing, it's to give to the work of God, to send missionaries, to, to help pay for the church buildings, to, to, to pay for people that are full-time in ministry. Uh, but also our money is given to take care of ourselves so we can be citizens that are paying our own way. That's important. It really is. Uh, we take, we take, or we're, our money is there to take care of our families, to buy food, clothing, shelter. In North Dakota, shelter is important. You could probably live in some parts of the world without it. You're not going to make it very long here. But you see, these are our responsibilities. You know, uh, certainly being a good citizen of our country is a responsibility we have. I don't talk a lot about it on the radio, but it is. It is important, you know. We it's important that we vote. It's important that we, uh, even even for some of you to may, maybe take part in the process. Um, you know, that's not what God has called me to do. But I'm not saying that Christians shouldn't be involved with that. We have a responsibility to love others, not just our family, but other other people. We are our brother's keeper. And then what I really wanted to zero in tonight, because I don't want this to become like last week's program, but I really want to get specific about our responsibility towards God, towards our walk with God. You know, this is important. This is so important. You know, the the um, I think that that um, you know there are things that don't need to be said, but I'll say them anyway. You know, we have a responsibility. We can't play hooky from our prayer life as children of God. We, we can't play hooky from our prayer life. We can't, like, we don't want to start going down that direction. You know, a little prayer, a little power, a lot of prayer, a lot of power, no prayer, no power. That's true. There is a confidence that comes when we pray that begins to build upon itself. You know, I, I, um, I, I don't want to make personal reference like this, like I'm the best prayer in all the world, but I do pray every day. And I can tell you that I do. And I think we all should. But I, a friend of mine was in a severe car accident a couple of years ago. I mean, he, by all, by by any common sense or any medical sense, he shouldn't have lived, and if he lived, he should have been paralyzed. He broke the hangman's vertebrae, which is the one they try to break when they try to kill you. And I remember getting in my vehicle. His 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 wife was in the hospital in Dickinson. His son was in, in the hospital in Bismarck, and they had taken him to the hospital in Fargo. And I remember driving to Fargo and praying, said, now God, I pray for Dwayne every day, and God, that's got to count for something. It gave me a confidence. Not that I'm trying to boss God around or order God around. It's not like that for me. But prayer is our responsibility. Either, if you're not praying, it's either that you're lazy, you don't believe it works, or you're just completely undisciplined. And I'm talking to you that are have a walk with God, of course. Some of you that are just driving around, you probably don't even know. Maybe, maybe you remember the Lord's Prayer from when you grew up, whatever. We're responsible to God for our prayer life. We're responsible to God for knowing the Scripture. You know, unless you've got some kind of a mental handicap, what is our excuse for not knowing the Bible? I mean, what is what is our excuse for not uh, reading the Bible, studying the Bible? See, there isn't really a good excuse. And I told you this is going to be a little more hard-hitting tonight. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, but I'm just trying to give you this concept. We can't afford to play hooky when it comes to the things of God. Because playing hooky will eventually get us to the place where we're lukewarm and we're not pleasing to God. 
and he wants to spew us out of his mouth. You know what? What? What about church attendance? <coughs> Here again now, Wednesday night, we had, we had a you know you that aren't in this area, we had a bad storm, and it was kind of an interesting storm because it wasn't just like one day long, but it just kept going and going and going and blowing, and even when it quit snowing on Friday, it kept blowing. Seemed like Friday was maybe the worst day of all, or at least where I was. Things began to blow back shut again and so on. Now, I'm not talking about missing church in a life-threatening blizzard. I'm not talking about missing church when you're sick, so sick that you can't leave the house. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, exactly. Brother Griffith said, pray without ceasing. He sent me that scripture. Very good. Um, But... Like church attendance, like there are people in my life that play hooky from church. They play hooky from church. They play hooky from fellowship. Now, all of you in Radio Land, I don't want to give you a bad impression because we've got a great church, and I'm going to tell you the majority of the people in our church come to church every time the door is open, unless they're sick, have to work, or like I say, some kind of weather that doesn't allow them to be there. So I'm not, I'm not complaining, but I'm, I'm talking, I'm warning people that when you start playing hooky from church and playing hooky from fellowship, you're already in a lukewarm situation. You're already going downhill. You know, this, this, uh, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to say it diplomatically. I don't, but this idea that, you know, there are people in Dickinson, North Dakota that don't go to church that say that they're believers and they hardly ever go. They'll tell me things like, Pastor Bob, you don't have to go to church to love Jesus. Now, in Hebrew, there's a Hebrew word that, that describes that, and it's baloney. That's actually not Hebrew. But anyway, there, it's, it, that is baloney. Church attendance is biblical. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. The early church met daily. You see, let me just tell this to some of you that are apostolic out there. If you're single and are interested in somebody of the opposite sex to maybe find a mate, find somebody that loves to go to church that will even take a different job so they can be in church. It's important. Church attendance, missing church is like playing hooky from school. You don't think it's important? You don't think it's valuable? You know, um, you know. I, I'm, I'm just. You say, well, Pastor Bob, have a little mercy. No, listen. I, it's, it's not like that for me. Jesus, when he was talking to the church in Laodicea, he said, "You have become lukewarm. It, the things of God aren't important for you anymore." You've become lukewarm. It, it, it's not important. You know, we I'm sure as parents, my wife and I didn't do everything exactly right. And I'm sure we there was been a lot of, you could ask my kids, maybe there was a lot of room to improve. But I'll tell you this, that we didn't miss church. Our children grew up knowing that this is a priority for me. This is a priority priority for us. If the car doesn't work, call a taxi. Walk. It's important. Enough said about that. You know, don't play hooky from your responsibilities. Don't play hooky. Now I'm going to talk. You think I talked about this earlier, but, you know, loving our brothers and sisters in the church is our responsibility to God. 
Galatians 6, 9 and 10, which are some of my favorite verses, says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And then it says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So we're supposed to be good to everybody and help everybody, but especially our brothers and sisters. Romans 12.9 in the NLT version says, don't just pretend to love others, but really love them. You know, I I feel like playing a song, but I just got to get through some things here. Uh, people are texting me. Um, yeah. Like one, somebody just texted me, or get towed to church. Some people today, their vehicle broke down, and they ended up having to get towed to church. Uh, personal holiness, walking with God in holiness. Don't play hooky from holiness. Holiness is on the inside. It's in our attitude. It's in our spirit. Holiness shows up on the outside by the way we look, the way we dress, the way we act, the way we talk, what we do with our money. Um, Holiness is a life that's separated from this world and separated to God. Don't play hooky from holiness. My good friend, Pastor Mike Woods, told me what he was preaching today, and one of the statements he made he texted me this morning he was going to preach about a holy life is a full life true holiness is living life to the fullest towards god and towards others a selfish sin sin sinful life is an empty life if you want to live a full life if you want to live a life to the utmost walk with god in holiness true holiness. And finally, before I play a Bill Farron song, our ministry. One of the main reasons that we need to keep our life right with God is so we can have a position to teach others, that we can have respect to teach others. Have you checked out on your ministry? Are you playing hooky on your ministry, from your ministry? Did you used to have a ministry And what happened? I often wonder why people quit being Sunday school teachers or Bible study teachers or worship leaders or other ministries that they might have. People say, I just got burned out, Pastor Bob. No, you're playing hooky. Certainly we all get weary in well-doing. That's why the Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. He wouldn't even say that if there wasn't the temptation to get. You know, if you do something long enough, yes, you can get weary. Yes, you can wonder if it's doing any good. Oh, I'm getting ready to get on my soapbox. Where's it at here? This idea that you're old now and you can't be a Sunday school teacher, that irritates me. This idea that you're old now and you can't do the things you used to do for God? I mean, we're not running marathons for God. We're not entering entering uh, you know, wrestling matches for God. The things we do for God usually have to do with our mouth. You might need your your legs and your feet and your hands. But I'm, you know, I was so inspired somebody in our church showed me a little video clip of an old guy that was in his 90s that still leads worship in his church once in a while. Not every Sunday. I thought, man, I'd like to drive, I'd like to fly down to Arkansas and just see the guy. Don't play hooky. Don't check out from your ministry. You know, I mean, just keep at it. Just keep going after it. Responsible people. Don't play hooky. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Here's a song, the title cut from The Captain, called The Captain by Bill Ferry.
Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, that was Bill Farron from his CD called The Captain, and that was the title cut. Uh, A lot of people texting me tonight. Thank you so much for your texts, your encouragement. And um, you can text me, be part of the program, 701-290-7862. And uh, email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And we'd like to hear from you that. Sometimes people will email me even from outside the country. And that's always kind of fun to hear people listening that way. 
Um, Brother Johnson texted and said, We're t- I'm taking away our lame excuses. <laughs> you know, the um, let me just kind of say what I said before we played that song. Responsible people don't play hooky or check out of their responsibilities. Here, here, here's my here's kind of where I'm going tonight. Why do people check out? Why do people get lukewarm? Why do people play hooky from their walk with God? I've got several reasons here. Maybe you could guess it more. This is a topic that is very, um, like I say, very troubling in some ways, uh, very um, important. Because once you start playing hooky, you need to start realizing the direction you're going. Once you start feeling okay about getting away from what you're supposed to be doing, you're in dangerous ground, whether it's your job, whether it's the church, whether it's your family, whether it's your your salvation. Number one, why do people check out or play hooky? Maybe their faith is damaged. Maybe your faith is damaged. The most important gift that we have, that the Bible said God has given every man, is faith. But just because it's a gift doesn't mean you don't have to take care of it. It doesn't, don't take it for granted. Don't just think it's always going to be there. It's kind of like your, your dad or mom giving you a car. Wonderful. But you got to take care of it. That's the way faith is. We've got to cherish it. We've got to guard it. We've got to maintain it. If you've lost your faith, it doesn't matter how it happened, but you got to get it back. And you got to start, <coughs> one of the ways you get it back is open up your ears and your heart to the Word of God. Romans ten seventeen, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. You know, maybe that's what's happening tonight. Maybe you're getting your faith back listening to me talk here. You have to believe the Word of God is true, and you have to believe that God exists to get anywhere. That's why the first step to God is not repentance, which is very important. That's step two. It's not maybe step three, honesty, maybe step two. It's not baptism in the name of Jesus, which means by complete immersion. That's step two or three. That's important. You can't get to heaven without it. Or receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues. Acts 2.38, Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the plan of salvation. That's what it means to be born of the water and of the Spirit. But before that happens, you've got to have faith, because the Bible said without faith it's impossible, Hebrews 11 and 6. Wherever you're sitting right now, say it's impossible. It's impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder, of them that diligently seek it. So you have to guard your faith. Some people have checked out. Some backsliders have lost their faith. And they're playing hooky from God because they don't believe it anymore. Guard it. Get away from the cynics. Don't hang out with the backsliders unless you're trying to reach them. They'll influence you. They'll influence your faith. Number two, selfishness and laziness. I meant I touched on this already. Some people check out or play hooky because they get selfish. Second Timothy three two for it's in the last days. There are dangerous or perilous times coming because men shall be lovers of their own selves. I think selfishness and laziness are the same thing. Or so close that I don't know what the difference is. 
Matthew twenty five twenty six. Jesus was telling the story of the the parable of the um, of the talents, and he told the one man who didn't invest his talent. He said, "You wicked," or, or the Lord said, "You wicked and slothful servant." Laziness and selfishness are one of the reasons that we don't. One of the reasons that we do not. I'm getting a call from the Philippines right now. I can't take calls from the Philippines. <laughs> I'm on the air. Maybe somebody listening to me tonight. Cool. Um, you know, the... the um, but you, laziness and selfishness, don't... God can't use that. The people in Laodicea, when he said, <coughs> he said, you have become lukewarm, you think you're so rich. But they maybe they weren't lazy when it came to their jobs. I don't know. But they were lazy when it came to God. Hebrews 6.12 said that ye be not slothful, but followers, followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You know what? You've got to put some effort in this thing if it's going to work. <clears throat> if you think God's going to do it all for us, I don't know where you found that in the Bible, but it's not in the Bible. I could just open up about any page in the New Testament and tell you, God's not going to do it for you. I could open up about any page in the Old Testament. When God gave the children of Israel the promised land, he didn't just have everybody move out or get killed, and they walked in. There was a battle to fight there. There were people that died in that battle on Israel's side. You know, I, I'm just going to tell you that the word, oh, I've said this so many, I said this to a young man this week that I was having lunch with. The word discipline and the word disciple mean kind of the same thing. And if you're going to, if you are going to stay on fire for God, you're going to have to have discipline in your life. Number three, distractions. Distractions can cause half-heartedness. Second Timothy 3, 4 says there, that there would become a day in the last days that people would be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That's what becoming lukewarm is all about. And if it was true back then, it is really true now. There are so many distractions that take us away from our responsibilities. I mean, look at look at the media world. You know, now Pastor Bob talks about how I don't do Hollywood and I don't do TV. I don't do it. I don't have a TV. I don't go to the movies. I don't watch movies on my computer. I don't watch movies on my phone. Okay. But there's still plenty of distractions out there. I mean, there really are. And those are things that we have to pay attention to because they can take us away from our first love. What do you spend your time doing? will tell you a lot about who you are. Do you spend your time playing computer games? Do you spend your time on Facebook all the time? Do you have time to go on Facebook but not time to pray? Do you have time to <coughs> do meaningless things on our phones and not have time to pray? <coughs> These are these are distractions. These are things <coughs> that I'm not talking here like like um like I don't I'm not talking like um I don't know what these temptations are. I do. I know what they are. You know, this this is this is important stuff. We've got what why are we playing hooky from the things of God? Number one could be your faith is damaged. Um, you know, start listening and, and reading the Word of God. Get your faith back. Number two, could be it could be that, that you're lazy, that you're selfish. You know, kick yourself. Break out of this. 
It, number three, it, it could be distractions that are distracting you, stealing your time so you can't be devoted to the things of God. All of those things are so true. Number four, it could be it could be that you're that you're um that you're just burned out that you're tired of trying to love people. You've pulled back from your responsibilities because of the risk. You've been maybe you've been hurt, really hurt. I'm not talking about people who think they've been hurt. I'm not, I don't have a lot of use for that. You know, everybody hurts your feelings. Well, I mean that's life. Get ready. Get get used to it. It's going to happen. I'm talking about people that have really been hurt. I talked to somebody today that sounds like they were really hurt. This is just a visitor to our church today. You know, burned out. Seems like nobody cares. Nobody notices. You know, one of the things that I probably, I'll go ahead and say it anyway, but one of the things so interesting to me is sometimes people live in a dysfunctional way. They won't do what's right. And then they get angry at me because they're not doing what's right. And I'm like, what do I have to do with this? Why are you angry with me because you messed up? Or why are you angry with me because you continue to keep messing up? And sometimes there's the temptation to pull back. Sometimes there's the temptation just to take my wife and go on a 164-day cruise around the world. There there are cruises like that. I mean, 120-day cruises. They're not really that expensive. I mean, when you think of it, that you get all your food and everything. There are days that you just feel like doing that, checking out, playing hooky on what you're supposed to be doing. Jesus talked about this when he he said in the last days you're going to see some evil that you've never seen before. It's going to be so massive. It's going to be so huge. He said, because iniquity, Matthew 24, 12, shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. There's an ocean of evil out there that's coming towards you, and it makes you want to give up. Some of you that are trying to raise kids right now, (coughs) you're wondering, how in the world can I stop this onslaught of pornography and filthiness everywhere they turn? Even if your kids don't have a cell phone, (coughs) they've got friends that have one, and it is overwhelming. And you're thinking, ah, I'm just going to check out. No. You know, I mean, when, you know, don't quit. Don't stop. We're not doing this for recognition. We're not doing this for accolades. (coughs) You know, we are not looking for the applause of people. Now, it's nice to be thanked for things, but if you are looking for people to appreciate you, um, I'm just telling you, that I read the scripture uh, earlier about work. It says that not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. There's a, there's a scripture in Colossians three twenty three and 24. He says, whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance for ye serve the Lord Christ. Like, you know what? If you're hurt because you've done tried to help others and it's come back, they've spit in your face, whatever. Um, 
you know, I'm just telling you, why are we doing what we do? Why are, why are we doing, you know, I think sometimes of the heroes that I think of, people that maybe start a home missions church and and they're they're preaching and they're putting everything into it. They're they're acting like they have a church of several hundred people and maybe some Sundays it's just their family. Why do they do that? Because they're doing it for the Lord. That's why. Don't be weary in well doing. You you'll reap if you faint not. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, not as unto men. We serve him. We're not serving them. Whatever act of kindness, whatever goodness maybe you show towards a child, maybe that child will never thank you. Maybe it won't even dawn on them to thank you. But Jesus said when you give somebody a cup of water, when you go visit somebody in prison. He said, when you go visit the sick, he said, you're doing it unto me. Don't check out. Don't play hooky. Don't be like some lady years ago that told me, when's it my turn to be happy? When's it my turn to start doing things for myself? Don't go that direction. It's tempting. But that's when you'll start to die. I know that now I'm sounding like last week. But when you quit loving, you're dead. When you quit loving God and when you quit loving others, you're already dead. You're just walking around. You're just an animal at that point. You're alive, you're breathing, you're procreating, you're eating. But you're just an animal. But when you love, that's when you live. So sad. So sad that some people never find out what it is to live. To die isn't so bad, but to never live. I'm 64 years old, and I promise you I've got to live. That's why I'm not... I'm afraid to die in the sense that I've never done it before, so always kind of scary to do something you've never done before. But I'm not sad to die because I've got to live so much already. And I'm thankful for that. Well, I'm running out of time. A lot of people listening tonight, (coughs) thank you for all your texting. Uh, Brother Johnson just texted me this scripture. Let me get to it here. Roman or Hebrews twelve four. You have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Verse three. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. That's so good. Very very timely with what I'm talking about. In other words, um, what Jesus did, he was he was you know that was a very hard thing. He, you know he sinners hated him. And he was, all he was trying to do was help him. He said, don't you be weary either. This week, Wednesday night, 105 7th Avenue West, the New Life Pentecostal Church, we have church at 730. That's, I think, what is that, the 22nd? Something like that. Or 21st. Um Sunday mornings, we usually have Sunday school at 10, worship at 11. On Christmas Day and New Year's Day, we're just going to have service at 11 o'clock. Kind of reminds you of that. We're going to have a New Year's Eve service starting at 7.30, New Year's Eve. Gilbert Pearson is the speaker. And he's going to be um, with us for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day service. Good friend of mine. If you live in Beach, North Dakota, Beach has a service at their new building, which is right next to the Family Dollar in Beach, North Dakota, that's Tuesday nights at 7.30, Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. In Bowman, we have a church right on 18 North Main. They have services Wednesday night at 7.30 and Sunday mornings at 
We have a church in we have church in Beulah that has Sunday and Wednesday services. We have churches in Williston, Newtown, Minot, Bismarck, Mandan, all over this area, North Dakota. So uh, just just be aware of that. Would love to meet you. I think I'm the speaker this Wednesday night. Um, the uh, I hope this program has helped people tonight. I I meant it to be hard hitting. But I just want us to know that we, we've got to be careful. Every one of us, including Pastor Bob, can get sidetracked. We can start playing hooky from our responsibility. And at that point, we are on a downward slide that we don't want to go to. Lord Jesus, tonight I commit this program to you. God, whatever was said that touched people, I pray, Lord, that you'll help them act on it, that they won't just forget about it, Lord, but if they've made some resolutions in their mind as, as, as the program was going on, God, that these will become strong and that they'll do something about it. Pray for the backsliders that are listening tonight. God, I pray that you would touch them, help them, God, to get back on track. God, to, to, to go and get back in the battle. Lord, and get back into the habit of serving you with all their heart, God. We pray for them in the name of Jesus. I'm going to play a track to end the program by Bill Farron. It's my favorite song, I think, on the CD. It's called Selah. Good night, folks. Love doing this. Hope you love Turning very soon Maybe evening, morning, or at noon Not for the foolish virgins, but the wise Then recompense the world for all their lies The born-again believers will sing their triumph song Say la, it might not be too long Standing by Waiting for that trumpet in the sky Then the archangel will blow it loud And we'll all meet together in the clouds Even so come Lord Jesus Is what we ought to pray Selah He might just come today And trials for us to learn To cultivate a Christ-like attitude Be holy unto Jesus The bread of life, our food We'll hear the words Thou good and faithful servant enter in Say now Your rest will now begin Think about it before it gets too late You better say lock Cause when he comes back he won't wait You better count the cost There's one thing you can't buy Won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly Jesus is coming back He's coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be Morning, night or noon is coming back as a thief in the night Before he does, my friend You better make things right Above the clouds We'll live on high No more sickness, no more tears We'll never have to die The mystery of godliness is shown The glory of the Father to been made known. Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity. 
That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well, that's what it means to me. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. 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 You better make things right. We just might leave tonight. You better get rid of your sin. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.